What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on Dallas Fort Worth creatives that I find inspiring. My special guest today is Justin Trevine. Justin Trevine is a Dallas-based photographer, uh, an amazing photographer, and I want to ask uh, 20 questions. How you doing, Justin? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Big fan of your work. Thank you. Following you for a while, but I think everybody is. Hopefully. If you're yeah. not, try. <laughs> um, I think I first noticed you uh, noticed your work on um, uh, Instagram and Facebook, social media in general. Right. It was a um, uh, Dallas peeking out of the, the fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, back in 2015, I think, in January. It was a pretty popular shot. It was amazing, amazing. I saw it everywhere, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? And, uh, and then I added you on social media, and that's it. I mean, uh, but that's not the first uh, time you've uh, had stuff go viral. No, there was a shot back in, I think it was probably 2012, uh, July, if I remember correctly, is something I call chaos, but it was a stacked shot with a bunch of lightning in it, and that went that went pretty viral. It was kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, that, that was a while ago. Yeah, that's a great shot. Uh, it's a full skyline shot of Dallas at night, and like how many thirty, 30 maybe? I can't remember how many exposures, but it was close to probably an hour's worth of exposures. Okay, with you know, and of, of course within that hour all of the lightning that fell got pulled out and stacked, which <clears throat> that was probably about 30 files, I think. That's a beautiful shot, and there's probably, what, 30 bolts of lightning in there? Yeah, at least. It's kind of kooky. You know? it's, totally, it's totally not realistic. Yeah. But it, it was fun, and a lot of people went nuts for it. I can see. It's one yeah. hell of a shot, and Thanks. it probably preceded like everybody else that had anything like that. Stacking wasn't all that common yet in the digital world. You know, yeah. You've seen it in film for a long time, but... Um, it wasn't terribly popular yet, like star trails and stuff like that. wasn't really um, as as predominant as it is today. But yeah, it, it worked out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and um, you started a while back, though. Yeah, it was 2004, so we're coming up on 15 years, or I think this is my 15th year. Congratulations! Happy Thanks. happy anniversary! Happy 15. Thanks. 10 years on paper doing the whole business thing, even though I think my like my first professional gig was about 14 years ago with McKinney Avenue Transit Authority, but I've been legit and on paper for I think 11 years now, actually. So, yeah, you uh, you mostly shoot in Dallas, correct? Yeah, yeah, mostly. I still travel. I do lots of landscape work in Colorado, New Mexico, and sometimes a client will take me out of town. But for the most part, I'm in Dallas. What, has your definition of success changed in the past few years? I think you said 2015 when the Bank of America shot went yeah, viral. You know, like, in, in, in financially speaking or in terms of a shot? Uh, anything, really. I, I don't want to get into financial, but I uh, maybe just, uh, you, just your kind of perspective on it. Do people know you more? Uh, does it help uh, having a shot go viral? It does. I think, I, I'm, I think people... Um, have an idea who I am at this point. So, you know, but there, there's always more people out there to, that you can reach. Um, so yeah, I'm always trying to do that, but for the most part in terms of shots and, and, uh, stuff that kind of rings my bell these days, it's, it gets harder and harder to kind of, you know, top and the bar keeps getting raised in terms of conditions and everything else. So it's, it's whenever it does happen, it's really special. Whenever you get something you're really proud of. 
Yeah, and uh, I, uh, I mean, I've had a couple myself, but nothing in the magnitude. You're a whole, a whole other league. You got some solid stuff, man. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll personally get some people engaging with me, some admirers. I'm sure you have a crazy amount of admirers. Yeah, and it's tough to keep up with everything. I'm not terribly social to begin with. I know it kind of sounds like a fallacy with the whole social media thing, and but I do that kind of because, you know, I do enjoy it. I won't try to say I don't, but for the most part, it's because of business. But it's it's tough to, to keep up with all the interactions and all the messages and the and everything else. So I apologize if I've never been able to get back to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a busy guy. Right. And I, again, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, I want to flip that question around. Uh, who do you admire? You know, um, I like Edward Weston and Ansel Adams. Um, Chris Burkard is a guy who has really kind of turned his whole situation into an empire. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. But no, no, and the name sounds familiar. He's an adventure photographer, and, you know, he's doing the thing for sure. He's uh, got a studio in California, and he's taking people on workshops for like six to ten grand a head or something Whoa. crazy like that. Sounds know? fun. Sounds worth it. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a stellar shooter. Um, I'm not sure if he does all of his post work or not. He's probably got somebody doing that for him. But in any event, he's he's really become kind of a superstar uh, here within the last four or five years, and I admire his work quite a bit. It's stellar. It's really good landscape stuff. That's cool. Remind me after I'll yeah. uh, I'll get his information. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to love it too. Oh yeah. Um, on to the next question. Uh, do you ever struggle for finding inspiration? Sure. You know, like I've been in Dallas for well since high school now in the late '90s, and kind of like I've seen it all or I feel like I have so it can be really tough and that's kind of where the different elements come in you know if weather has something to do with it then weather is always different there's never anything that's the same about weather so we love the weather yeah man if you can mix that into some skyline stuff then you've got an instant recipe for something new and something exciting every single time a tornado season is upon us you got any plans just get after it, <laughs> you know, burn some gas and drive in circles, <laughs> eat out of several gas stations. Uh, you have an amazing selection of uh, weather-related photos. Do you have any favorites that stand out? Um, yeah, I do. There was uh, there's one from Gory, Texas. My buddy Zach and I were on that storm, and it's it's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy photo. And um, let me think. Probably the lightning stuff means the most to me. I, I like a lot of lightning. You know, a lot of those guys are in it for the tornadoes. But I think everybody does. I'm scared of the shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just, oh, Whenever I jump. You get, you, it's like, I guess you can't get comfortable with it, but you can get familiar with it to know when you're in danger. And it's, it's a lot easier to kind of not predict where it's going to be. But if you know a storm is off to the west and it's coming at you at so many miles an hour and you can kind of have an idea of when you're going to be in the danger zone. But if you're up in the mountains or something like that, it's super erratic and, you know, it, it can get really scary. Have you ever been in the danger zone? Yeah, yeah. More more times than I care to admit. <laughs> Whether it be chasing or just here here at home, you know, it's, there's if, um, if you're chasing, you can dive in your car. But there's there's been a lot of really close strikes with that. And we've had a couple... Um, 
couple swirly things come over top of us and give us oh, yeah, a scare yeah. a couple times. Yeah. What's in your bag? Just the camera gear, really. I mean, if I'm going to be going out of town, then, you know, it's mostly my, my camera gear. And I have some first aid stuff and some basic uh, survival type goods, a hatchet and some other stuff. But if I'm here in the city, I'm just tooling around, kind of looking at weather. You know, not, not whenever here it's here in town. But I do have more prepared, um, a more prepared stance whenever I'm going out of town. Yeah, I always kind of saw you as a more of a storm chaser. That's yeah. that's been always the stuff you document it. You put down your GPS. You you tell a story, and I think that engages a lot of people. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, I, it engages me, and I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, what's it like being a storm chaser? It's pretty cool, man. Do you I mean, howl out the window? Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times whenever you're stoked. Iron Maiden on the radio. You're stoked enough Nine Inch Nails, and so we've got some Nine Inch Nails that, that routinely makes the, the the rotation during storm chasing season. What's your? I got to cut you off. What, what was your favorite Nine Inch Nails album? Oh, Pretty Hate Machine, of course. Oh, okay, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a downward spiral, and then the fragile, maybe. I think I'm probably a little bit older than you. So. Okay, well, I, I like Nine Inch Nails, man. 90s. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's that, cool. I, that's the one I can relate to most was, was uh, Pretty Hate Machine. Downward Spiral was incredible, too. It's probably put together a bit better than the Pretty Hate Machine, but I'm, I'm nostalgic that way. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trenton Reznor is just a... Uh, he's, he's amazing. He's a genius. Man of many hats. Indeed. Um, so you, you're, you're rocking Nine Inch Nails. You're howling out the window. What does that feel like? What does it feel like to chase those storms? Man, it's pretty incredible because you get to experience a, a whole a whole bevy of um, things that that I really enjoy to do, and that's travel, and that's uh, do photography, and that's look at severe weather. You know, so it kind of combines all of these favorite things into one activity, and it's something we look forward to every single year, and we're, we're it's starting to kick off right now, and it looks like it might be a pretty decent season too. So, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. All the weather shifting and stuff. Uh, it's all moving south now. It's towards us now. Right. It was from now on. It can kind of be focused over Dixie Alley, kind of Alabama and Arkansas and that whole area, or it can be here in the Southern Plains. And there's a season where it moves off into the the High Plains, kind of Colorado, Nebraska, uh, Wyoming in that area. So. It's a, it's a good time, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, have you ever had an experience where you went from, this is going to be a killer shot, to, I'm going to get fucking killed? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been like feeling uh, like I was in, in, in dire uh, danger. I'm, I'm sure I have been, though, because you know how it is when you're focused on getting a shot. You kind of got that one-track mind, and all the red flags that your brain's supposed to be paying attention to is not, and... But uh, nothing really stands out, though. We, we, we play it pretty safe. There's a lot of cats out there who, you know, they're going straight for the notch, and they're in the bear's cage looking for t- tornadoes. And we tend to stay back a couple miles and get the structure shot, which is the updraft and the anvil, the base of the storm, and, you know, um, more color and contrast and everything else. So, But it's a bit safer back there. What's what's the dumbest thing you've ever done for that perfect shot? Probably and it wouldn't be wouldn't be when well I mean chasing in general is pretty dangerous so I mean one might categorize that as dumb but probably the dumbest stuff I routinely do for a shot are highway shots. Highway shots? Oh yeah, yeah. the uh, those yeah. are I, I'm in the highway and on the roads myself and yeah why know, I'm not dead I don't know. You know I, I 
if I have a shot that I know is going to be super dangerous on a, on a really busy highway, I typically save it for like a Sunday morning when traffic is at a minimum. I agree. Yeah. And you can kind of sneak out there and there's, uh, there's a certain kind of a, a code of, uh, that's, I don't want to call it safety because there's nothing safe about it. It's stupid. But I'll park the car way back and try to stand in front of the car 30 or 40 yards down the down the way. So um, at least have some sort of a shield going on. But that, those are probably the most dangerous shots that I do. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw a curveball. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done for a girl? Oh, God. <laughs> I'd have to sit here and think on that for a while. Okay, we can come back to it. (laughs) What'd you do earlier today? Because you're seeing somebody, so I don't know. We actually hung out. We uh, we went to All Good and had breakfast, and then we ran some errands. Oh man, I love All Good. Uh, Down in Deep Ellum. Yeah, man. Chicken fried steak, man, all the way for me. That's their deal. I'm into their pancakes, though. They've got some pretty killer pancakes. I haven't had the pancakes. You eat them neat, or do you uh, dress them up? I like them neat, and they've got bacon and potatoes, and that's pretty much my jam. You can set your watch to it. That's my order. That's uh, I want some pancakes now, man. <laughs> well, uh, I also want to get into uh, now we got food out of the way. Uh, I want to talk about some of your kayaking. Cool. So you have a couple profile photos. Uh, people really respond to your kayaking photos. Would you rather kayak in Caddo Lake, White Rock Lake, or in the Trinity whenever it's snowing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw that. I saw you on the news years ago. Yeah, it was fun. That was some some funny stuff. Caddo would be the answer, though, unequivocally. That place is incredible. What do you like about it? It's, uh, it's, it's you know, it's like getting blast back into the past in the Mesozoic area. It's it's amazing. It's a, it's a hard-bottom cypress forest that was flooded by a dam breach. It was probably 100 years ago or something. But... Um, you know, it's a swamp, basically. It's, it's, a, it's a cypress swamp. And, um, you know, it's only like two and a half hours away. And as far as scenery goes, it's one of the more stunning places I've ever been. You know, I've seen the photos. They yeah. do trees go up to the heavens. Yeah, How do you navigate around there? They have a, a boat road map, or they have a, a system of boat roads. And it's just basically some pylons with some numbers and letters. And you can buy a boat road map and, um, you know, you have to navigate with those maps. Otherwise it's really easy to get lost out there. So once you've got that system down, it's pretty, pretty easy to find your way around. And, you know, once you've spent a few years on the lake, you know, you get to know it pretty well just by visual markers and whatnot. How often do you kayak? You know, it's been... And how many kayaks do you own? Uh, actually, I have no kayaks right now. I had two at one point, and I got rid of them to get into like a, a canoe-kayak hybrid from Old Town, but I never got around to buying it, and it just kind of... I, I kind of fell out of it, which is unfortunate because, you know, not only is it really good exercise, but it's really good for your brain, too. It's there's nothing like being out on the water and it's super quiet and just the gliding motion is kind of therapeutic and it's a great, great activity altogether. I'll probably be getting another boat this season though. It's also great for um, seeing areas with the camera that you wouldn't otherwise be able to access. Yeah, I agree. I've seen the photos. They're, they're pretty incredible. Definitely need to put that on my bucket list. Yeah, man. What's on your bucket list? Uh, Probably 
I guess, um, man, I got a lot like top tier bucket list type stuff would be California. I've never even been to California. Really? You haven't been to California? I have not. So that's something I have to see like Northern California, Humboldt, Redwoods. Ah, oh, um, the Redwoods. I've been there. Oh, the, you'd love it. The Sierra. Um, there's also a salt flat in, I think it's Bolivia or Chile or something like that. Okay. I yeah. I don't know that one. It sounds awesome though. But it's a, it's a salt flat at high altitude. So whenever the clouds boil up, they're right at the horizon. So you've got these massive towering cumulus clouds that look like they're sitting on the horizon. And after a heavy rain, the salt flat floods. So it's a, it's a sheet of glass. with these clouds reflecting coming up it's crazy hey i'm mr reflections yeah man so (laughs) that's right i'm on that you gotta check that out for sure but you know other than that i'm I'm pretty simple you know i don't have um a a crazy bucket list in terms of uh out of the continental u.s i'm still pretty stoked with exploring the west you know um canada i'd love to see banff uh um Nothing too, too crazy, but mostly mountainous regions is what I'm into. Yeah. I'm seeing right now. Well, that kind of answers my next question. I was going to go, do you, uh, do you prefer cities or do you prefer nature and landscape? You know, it, it kind of depends on when you catch me, what kind of mood I'm in. Sometimes I've, I've been in the city for a long time and it's, it's something I love and it's, it's, this is home now, but I get burned out like anybody else. So like kind of going to the mountains is kind of like going home. You know, you channel that inner John Muir. And <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Go up there and convene with nature. It's great, you know, but it, um, I love both. And I, I'd really love to move up to Colorado, but my home and my business is here. Um, I've got a piece of land up there picked out that I've been sitting on for two or three years, but I just haven't done anything with it. And it's, it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around leaving Dallas, so... What do you what do you like about Dallas? You're, you're the king of photographing Dallas. I don't know. And, I mean, man. more so than me or anybody else. You you you've been here longer. You've 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 worked it longer. I don't know, man. I just it's one of those things. There's nothing really in particular about it that sticks out. I just love it. It's 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 home. You know, I grew up in McKinney and kind of went to school uh, nearby in Frisco. Uh, so that was kind of a small town vibe, you know, and whenever I could leave, I did quickly and came south and fell in love with Dallas. But it was, you know, I don't know. I think spending so much time out on the streets with the camera is kind of what made me fall in love with it. And you see all the stuff that everybody glosses over. And you, a lot of people talk shit about Dallas. They can't stand Dallas. But Fuck those people. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like the hate is cause the anus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool city and a lot of the time it's got its own issues. And a lot of the time, if it would just embrace its own funky self, it would be a lot better off. But, um, I love my neighborhood and I love my city. Well, yeah. And, uh, I, I can definitely tell the city actually loves you back. You have a, a really good audience. Uh, you get a lot of engagement. You've developed kind of a community, People, fortunate. yeah, people come to you for your personality, for your work, and uh, and how how much how you contribute to Dallas. Right. 
uh, and your work is everywhere. It's in uh, hotels. It's in uh, it's buildings. It's somewhere, I think, in your, we're recording in your place, somewhere in your place, maybe. You don't hang stuff in I don't have my own work hanging in my I don't home. either. What's no. with that? Is that I a photographer know. thing? We don't, don't hang know. our work in our own place? I don't know, man. I have no idea, but I have none of my work up. <laughs> I'm just looking around. Uh, I always laugh at that because the walls are bare. But You know what I say? Because uh, I sold them all. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so what's what's your greatest achievement what do so far 2019 what do you think is the your greatest achievement Just being able to stay afloat for 15 years you know i mean like this shit is hard whatever it's your primary source of income and it took a long time to get to where preaching to the choir yeah man so it's like you know it takes a long time and a lot of patience and a lot of struggle, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other any, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I'm my own boss, and you know that's kind of what is important to me right now. So I think that's probably the, the answer to your, to your question. But uh, is there anything that you're particularly proud of? Is there anything uh, you maybe you your first print sold or? Uh, maybe you got one of your hotel or dealership, one of your things, and it's huge. It's your work in front of you, and you're just like, damn, that's awesome. Is there be, anything of that? Any probably, of your- probably be. I mean, there there are a lot of installations that I'm ultra proud of, but the all-encompassing answer to that would be the book that I did. The book, yeah, your coffee table book. Yeah, um, that, that was as much of a, a pain in the ass as it was rewarding. Um, a lot of my very patient followers waited for like a year i told people it'd be like three months or something and it was it was like maybe a week shy of a year by the time i got. I know how we work (laughs) yeah exactly so it didn't Uh, have to be the book though that was that's tough i i'm actually going to put one out maybe this year uh and the hardest part for me so far and maybe maybe you can help me sure picking what photos go in the book that's why i just made a huge fucking book (laughs) How how did you how would you ever pick oh, that, the ones that you wanted to go with? That was it. I made I just made a massive book. It was big. It was like twelve by nine, with I think close to one hundred sixty or one hundred seventy pages. Wait, is that, is that a stack of them or is that just that one book? No, that that's a stack of them. Those <laughs> those are actually rejects. Those have like pages that are flipped upside down or scratched stuff, dust covers or whatever. But I've got another one over around here somewhere. Yeah, t- uh, picking out like I mean, you've been shooting way longer than me, so yeah. it's got to be even more tougher for you. To how do I put the ones I I mean, I want to put them all in there. They're all my babies. They're all my children. Right. It, whenever you've got somebody, excuse me, an outside eye looking at things, like uh, this guy named Doug out in California designed the book. So I gave him a huge file. Of photos and it was his task of mocking up the book you know so it, some of that was taken out of my hands but at the same time uh there were there were a handful of shots that i absolutely you know wanted the, to make the book um but i found out that a lot of my stuff can be pretty repetitive so it's like you know you turn in 25 shots of a flooded trinity river and it's like, okay, which ones can we cut down? What you know, what what's your best three out of the stack? You know, so we kind of whittled it down like that. But for, again, it was you know eight pages, 
or um, eight photos per page or something. Sometimes we did a two-page spread, but for the most part, we found a way to just jam them all into one book. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I still haven't looked at it. I'll, I'll look at it before you. Definitely. Uh, and I'll put a link to that on the podcast description. I'm You're... actually sold out. Okay. They're, they're gone. I well, wish I would have ordered more. I'll put a link and then say sold out on it. <laughs> na 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 na. Yes, yes. That's how you build the demand. Indeed. I'm good at the marketing. You. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 amazing. Um, and now I want to get a little a uh, little more creative with the questions. Right on. Do you dream in color or black and white? Do you have weird dreams? Does your photography influence other, your dreams? I don't think it influences my dreams. Typically, what I ate before bed. And what I was thinking about before bed. That is me. Yeah. Like pepperoni pizza? Forget about it. It's going to be a weird night. <laughs> Anything greasy? Yeah. Weird night. Pre- pretty much. As far as color or black and white, I really don't know. I, w- I guess it's not vivid enough for me to really remember. I, I suppose I'll... It's always so faint that I, I don't... I've never thought to look. So. Well, I, where I'm coming from that is uh, I remember uh, being out uh, in Nor- New England area around this the wharfs in Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine. I remember being out in Portland, Maine, around the, the wharfs there and the piers, and uh, I had this vivid dream about photographing a bunch of people fishing there. And I hadn't been out there in years, really, like probably like six years. And I and I woke up and I was like, "Oh, where was that? Where was I dreaming about that? I've been there. It was so photorealistic." And then, sure enough, uh, a year ago, I went back there and I tried to photograph some people. Nice. But I think all I got was some floating beer bottles and stuff. <laughs> it, it rained. Reality. That, it rained that day. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> but not, nothing, no color, no vivid dreams, nothing like that? I mean, you know, it's like, uh, now that you ask, it's like I would immediately, by default, I would say I dream in color. But now that I've been asked the question, I really don't know. Um, I think I would, I'll, Call me in the morning. I'll say color. I'm going to go ahead and say color. But like I've had a lot of recurring dreams at one point in my life. I don't know what was going on with that business. But... There were cool dreams. There were enjoyable dreams, and it was, it was always some decrepit structure or an old building, and and that still happens today. Like on my normal dream cycle, it's it's always about me trying to get to the roof in the building. I'm always trying to find the Interesting. rooftop, and I'm always trying. There's always a storm going. And there's always lightning coming, and I'm trying to get to the rooftop. Or t- are you t- wearing a cape? No, <laughs> it's just a camera and some dirty pants. Okay, I'm always wearing a cape. Oh, yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, 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 no. They get caught in everything. <laughs> Having seen Incredibles? Uh, they, yeah, I've seen the first No cape. One. It gets caught in everything. Right, right. Causes more deaths. Uh, okay, here's a weird one. Uh, when space travel becomes uh, available, would you take a camera into space? Probably not, man. You can't even get me on a plane to, to Hawaii, let alone space. I don't just don't. I drive everywhere. It's not that I have a problem with flying. Well, I, I kind of do. You know, I'm a big dude, so cramming me in anything other than first class really sucks. And outside of a flight to Denver, I can't really afford first class anywhere. So I typically drive. Um, but you know, I don't know space. I, not really. <laughs> Probably not. 
Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'll telescope we're, or something like we're, that. Yeah, Tell, we're, we're like right on the verge of that too, you know. And that's yeah, that's we're uh, so close to that. I've been that, seeing a lot of that stuff. They're taking the people will, up into these yeah. uh, airplanes that Branson. go above the Gulf Stream Richard and Branson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, he's uh, he's doing it, but I, I don't think I'll ever be that guy. There will be an endless line of people that will want to, but I will not be one of them. It's a topic of conversation I had with a couple of photographers the other day. Uh, one thing that we photograph a lot, landscape photographers, yeah. stars, right. Milky Way. Right. And there's the timing, and a lot of the hassle comes through trying to get through the clouds and the weather. Yeah. But if you're above all that... But where's your foreground? I don't know. You can put a finger or something there. You, you know? know, I don't know. That's what I like. do a selfie. I don't know. <laughs> That's one thing about lightning is it's one reason I love to shoot lightning in the city is because there's always some sort of foreground that you can mess around with. Whenever you're chasing out in the back roads of Oklahoma or whatever, it's usually just a flat field of hay or dirt or something. You might look out and get some cattle somewhere or something like that. But for the most part, it's just a jet black sky with a streak of electricity coming down to the ground, which that's cool and all, but I want a foreground, you know? Yeah, and that's essentially photography, yeah. uh, landscape photographer right. 101. Right. Have a, uh, a subject to focus in on. Right. How do you find a subject to focus in on when you're driving? You know, what do you look for? It's like anything else in photography. It's just kind of whatever tickles your brain. You know, it can be something as simple as a, a piece of trash in a parking lot, or it can be a grandiose mountainscape. It's kind of whatever catches your eye at the time. But it all has to do with, with balance and positioning and everything. All the, all the harm, hallmarks of a good photograph have to be in place. All right, here's a weird one. An apocalyptical EMP wipes out all electronically stored data, including all of your photos. Luckily, you saw it coming and printed off five photos before. What five photos did you print out? For starters, it would definitely be the one that we kind of opened with, the above the clouds shot from Bank of America. I waited to get that shot for a long time, so I'm pretty proud of it. And yeah, you gave it a title, I think. Uh, the Eagle Has Landed. The Eagle Has Landed. <laughs> It was so stupid. I couldn't, I was so rushed to get it out because I'm like, holy shit, I finally got it. And I just came up with some corny title. But uh, yeah, that'd be one of them. Man, I don't know. The other ones, okay. I, Four I'm, more. I'm, <laughs> Are three more. No, you said five, right? Yeah, yeah. You said the uh, the storm shot, the lightning bolt shot, and then the uh, the fog over Dallas. Right. That's well, two. The lightning bolt shot, the chaos one, that's corny to me now. The first one that went viral, I don't even... I mean, it's cool or whatever, but I would that wouldn't be one that I saved. Um, okay, four more. So maybe I just shot myself in the foot. I should have should have left it at chaos. So I do the eagle has landed, which is the fog shot. Then here recently, I, I just happened to be bumbling around out on uh, Commerce Street Bridge, and I got a shot of the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge at sunrise, which I could I could never have playing that out that was i'm really proud of that shot it was really pretty what else oh man i almost have to flip through my flicker really quick i don't even know um i'm kind of a burnout so i forget what i shoot pretty quick <laughs> there's been a couple couple sunset shots that i'm really proud of okay here's one 
That's a oh wow fireman standing over a steaming manhole, or actually a smoking manhole. It's uh, the police lights uh, from yeah. a, the e- lights from a cop car. EMS uh, type stuff. Blue and red illuminating the smoke. Yeah, and here's the one of the bridge that I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've snapped a couple just like that. Yeah, it's such pretty color, man. Texas I, and Dallas, we just have amazing sunset. It's, we do. It's because of crime, isn't it? We do. We get lucky because not everybody gets these sunsets you know you can go up somewhere kind of northeast and you just don't see these types of clouds do you uh do you have uh, a lot of it just kind of put your finger lick your finger and put it out in the sky or do you use a couple of apps uh it's gotten to where i can watch the sky and i also watch visible satellite and that tells me where the clouds are and where the clearing is how far west they go and um from that i can kind of deduce what's going to happen at sunset but like i've been fooled so many times like where i would think there's no way there's going to be a sunset and they push way too far west but somehow it it pulls it off and there's a dramatic sunset that's that's another one it's a it's really kind of a crappy shot technically but that's the first time i've ever gotten bank of america getting hit oh wow that's cool i don't know if i'd say big a huge lightning bolt like striking the bank of america here's another one that uh that i would definitely be into saving and that's a uh, monument valley that uh that is probably my favorite photo of yours nice yeah i uh, i know where you're at because i've been out there right it's on. like five hours from phoenix okay i yeah. flew into phoenix yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but i uh i just got uh sunset but I didn't think about using my street skills and doing light trails. trails yeah. yeah, but that's that's beautiful. Thanks, man. Here's another one. Here's a storm shot that I'm I'm pretty into. That that was last summer. That doesn't even it looks like it's a like a UFO yeah. in the sky. It's a storm cloud that looks like a circling UFO. Call those stack and plates. Stack plates? Yeah. Stack plate clouds? Yeah. Well, I mean that's not what they're that's basically a mesocyclone. Here's the base of the storm, and this is the meso. This is all rotating, and it gets these striations, which they look like stacked plates on top of one another. It's slang, basically. And are those horses? Those, that... are, those are a couple horses, and I think maybe a donkey or something. Wow. That's a good shot, and they have no idea that, you know, what's about to happen. Of the impending doom that's... You drive away um, with your... Uh, Slurpee or your Lone Star or something, my, my and then burrito. Th- there you go. <laughs> oh wow! And this is another one with the lightning bolt striking the uh, the landscape, and right. then a big storm cloud. Is that a funnel or is it more of a stack clouds that, that's to the left? Same. That's actually the same storm that from that last photo. It was just later on in night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm scared of lightning. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> uh, so you drive out. Great distances on a lot of these things. Yeah. Now I gotta ask. Uh, go back to the food again. Where do you stop? Do you stop at? Do you look for Whataburgers? Do you look for Hole in the Wall Diners? What do you look for? Typically, when we're chasing, it's we've got a place to go and we have to be there by a certain time. So we kind of eat what's close to us, which that happens to be Allsup's gas stations. Allsup's, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Get out into Heck the yeah. west and, and get those little windshield scrapers gut bombs or whatever you want to call them but little fried burritos those are a pretty common chaser chaser food but uh you don't see water burgers out that far because you're you're in bfe and they just don't <clears throat> they don't have them out there you know and of course 
You go into Oklahoma and Western Oklahoma, and they don't have them out there either. It's all Sonics up in Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Colorado doesn't have them. New Mexico doesn't have them. So we're kind of spoiled for Well, you're not going to like California. No, man. No. <laughs> They're like, what a what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've got that whole rivalry thing going on with In-N-Out. But. Yeah, I personally like a Big Burger. Or Fat Burger. Okay, okay. You should try Fat Burger. All right. If you like Dairy Queen milkshakes, like right. the Blue Bell, right. that's what they serve. All right. And the burgers are actually like real thick beef. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like uh, a Dairy Queen. I've heard of it before. I've heard of them before. They're all over L.A. Okay. I was always surprised that they never branched down here or whatever, right. but right. I don't know. It's good stuff. So you don't have any work hanging in your home, but I know you do print. Uh do you use out? Do you do you outsource? Do you outsource printing? I do. I uh, there was a time whenever I thought about buying a printer to sit over in the corner, but man, you could save a lot of money doing that. But at the same time, it's it's nice to have somebody else mess with it. I've uh, I used Artisan for years. They're no longer around. Um, yeah, I was I'm sad using, to see them go. They were a good company. They were good people, man. I got a lot of friends that were there, but. Uh, now I'm with Cooper Lux, which is off uh, Market Center, 1715 Market Center. But they've got a, a really incredible paper selection. The The paper prints are, are pretty high, but it's, you know, it's like a really thick cotton rag. It's good and, stuff. I, I use Cooper Lux, too. Okay, so well, you know what's up. When yeah. I'm not printing my own stuff. Yeah, and they also just bought that, uh, it's like a Swiss-made six-color flatbed printer, and... Um, it's incredible uh, what it can do on die bond. You know, I, I started stepping into metal stuff and I printed at a couple different shops around town. But a lot of these folks that were doing the large format printing, they're sign shops. They're not fine art printers. So, you know, they've got big tire track marks running across the metal and it's just kind of, there was a lot to be desired about the quality of the printing. Well, that's no more with this this piece at Cooper Lux. It's it's incredible, the amount of detail that it can lay down, and then this really pretty layer of gloss. Um, I've been super pleased with that stuff. I'd love to hang some stuff in here, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> You'll figure it out. I'll no rush. To, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Maybe next year. How rewarding is it to see, you know, your work being printed? And it looks amazing. Very good. I mean, it's 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 very rewarding. It's uh, I enjoy it a lot. You know, it's you know I I came up on a piece the other day that I didn't even know it was there, and I just walked into a garage and there's a big 15 foot piece on the wall. It's like I hope they bought that because I don't remember okaying it, but uh, it's cool. You know, it's cool. I feel like I'm leaving my mark here in Dallas and. That, that's a good feeling. If, you know, we're talking about accomplished or feeling accomplished earlier. That's definitely something that stirs that particular emotion. Well, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, hell. Probably doing this. Tomorrow. Probably, we, can, we can shorten it. Probably. <laughs> five uh, years. Five years is, you know, that's going to be gone pretty quick, you know. Uh, five years, probably doing the same thing. Maybe a little bit better consistency because, like, while I do pretty well, there are, you know, there are times whenever like it's dead for a month or two, you know, and there's, yeah, there's still yeah. January and yeah, yeah, man, January was brutal this Ugh. year. January, February was pretty slow and now it's finally starting to pick back up in March, but I'd like to see better consistency. 
Um, I also have been in talks with a couple local tour companies that are going to bring nice. me on to do like photography tours and skyline tours and take people from Australia and Britain and everywhere to do like iPhone photography over on the levee and stuff like Just that. Just do a, you should do an Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they work. Uh, I took a one on San Francisco. All right on. Yeah. This older couple took me, uh, across some of the bridges and, and then we got in a couple of buildings that were not normally it can get into and i got some good vantage points nice. um it was i think a hundred dollars that's yeah maybe an airbnb there's not a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity out there so there was a listing on airbnb for this yeah yeah actually dallas is one of the worst cities for airbnb activities okay so a lot of people think airbnb for a uh renting a place yeah. to stay sleeping but airbnbs are huge for activities really yeah I do Airbnbs in, I, uh, I, I did them in Boston. I did them in Portland, Maine. I, I, I do Airbnbs everywhere I go. Nice. Uh, LA, uh, anything. I actually do those more so than, uh, than, uh, staying any places. I'd rather just stay at a hotel or something. Yeah, me too. It kind of creeps me out staying in somebody else's house. Yeah. I, I remember going to one place. Uh, was it, uh, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was Oklahoma City. I was doing some work out there, and uh, and I stayed in this Airbnb, kind of like a little bit away from downtown, and that's, there were like cameras in the damn room. Uh-uh. Yeah. Hard pass. I left and canceled, and uh, I haven't gone to those anymore. What kind of creepy shit would that, I mean, who even thinks that's going to fly? I don't know, but audience, have you seen me? I am a hot piece of ass. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, 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 no. I don't do I don't do that anymore. But you could you should look into the Airbnbs for the tour stuff. That's pretty rad. The the great thing about this tour setup is like it's other people's companies, so you know I don't have to worry about all the legwork. They've already got the yeah. infrastructure built. They've got the vans. Uh, you know everything is, is kind of lined out to where I just have to show up and show people where to point the camera and call it a day. And then there's another buddy in Deep Ellum that is um, wanting to do some tours down to Marfa. So that's a little bit different and a little more in-depth. And obviously the tours would be more expensive. But we're talking like weekend bangers down to Marfa, you know. Yeah, that's that sounds exciting. For a couple nights and shoot the stars and do that whole deal. Which Pick I'm up some burritos along the way. Pretty excited about that because, <laughs> yeah, man, burritos, you can't beat them. Um, cause that'll, that'll bring some, some better consistency into the fold, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not terribly stoked about being ultra social with people. Uh, you're I, a big bear. Yeah. You got this. But once I think I, I fall into a groove and get the whole tour guide shtick persona down, then it'll be cool. Yeah, it sounds like a great thing. Yeah. Sounds like what just what you need, right. and you got a lot of knowledge and experience to 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 share. So I wish you the best on it. Thank you, brother. Uh, Justin, I want to thank you, man. I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I'll put all your links in the podcast description. It's on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and uh, my own website. Cool. But uh, thanks again, everybody. Thank you. Take until next time. Stay creative.